Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kramer, and this is episode number two. Thank you for joining me. If you'd uh, like to know more information about the Thinking Christian Podcast or me, you can just go to my website, go to thethinkingchristian.us. That's one word, thethinkingchristian.us. That will direct you to my homepage. Uh, that'll direct you to a list of uh, these podcast archives where you can uh, tune in and listen to them again if you'd like, uh, or just kind of browse through some of the resources that I have on my on my page. Um, you'll find that the, one of my interests is backpacking. I have some backpacking information there, as well along as some as well as some other things uh, that you might find interesting. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about being a thinking Christian. That's what the show is about. Uh, I I want to think at least that I'm a thinking Christian that I'm that I'm going to think through the, the possibilities and try to look at all sides of any kind of argument um, and uh, that's what I want to try to explore on this on this show that's what I want to try to explore just just to kind of and not not set my brain aside because I'm a Christian, but actually uh, embrace Christian thought. Uh, and I will admit, I come from a Christian perspective. That's kind of hard to avoid because that's who I am. Um, but it's not a position that I arrived at by not thinking. It's a position that I arrived at through thinking through the through the issues. And that's what I endeavor to do on this show. All right. So uh, in my first podcast, I talked about why I am a Christian, and uh, that was sort of part one. This is now going to be part two of that same uh, thought: why I am a Christian. But going back, just briefly recapping: if you haven't listened to my first show, I would recommend you going back and, and listening to that. But this is, uh, and in my first show, I talked about why I am a Christian, and to sort of just recapture that. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Christian because I believe that there was an empty tomb there in Jerusalem in the first century after the death and burial of Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth. And I believe that as you take a look at all of the evidences uh, surrounding that event, that the most reasonable and logical conclusion that one can reach is that Jesus must have risen from the dead. Now, if you if you insert that ending into that story, or at least that that conclusion to that story, I believe it fits all of the data perfectly. It explains why, and I went to this in in deep in more detail in my first podcast. It explains why the Romans didn't have the body of Jesus. It explains why the Jews didn't have the body of Jesus. It explains why these uh, 11 cowardly disciples of Jesus suddenly proclaimed very boldly that they had encountered Jesus alive and that they eventually went to some very horrific deaths proclaiming that they had witnessed Jesus alive from the dead. It would explain why there in first century Jewish held Jerusalem a, a whole new faith, in a sense, sprang up with some distinctive differences between um, their old Jewish beliefs and their, their uh, uh, the Christian, I guess you could say, the Christian beliefs that, that originated. You know, where did these thoughts come from? Where did these Christian ideals come from? And I believe uh, Jesus rising from the dead is good evidence of all of that. And so, uh, reason number one as to why I'm a Christian is because I believe the evidence of Jesus rising from the dead is so convincing uh, that it has convinced me. And so I, uh, I'm a Christian because of that. But that's not the only reason why I'm a Christian. And I talked about this during my first uh, podcast. I said there was an, a second reason, and uh, that's what I want to talk about today a little bit. 
there are certain ways that we can know information. For example, you can uh, you can know something by being told or, you know, you read it. Someone informs you of something. Uh, so you may not have experienced it yourself, but someone told you about it. And so you can know something based on information that was relayed to you. You can know something from um, creating it. You know, you, you created an idea. You created um, a concept. You, you created, uh, I don't know, a, a product that you built. And you might know that because you've created it. And the third way of knowing something is to experience it. And that's what I... That's why I'm a Christian part two. I've experienced Christianity. See, I, I believe that Jesus uh, is is the best representation of God. He, I believe he claimed to be, uh, in, in uh, certain ways, to be this God. And so he came on this earth as a personal being. And I want to say a personal being. What, what I'm saying is he's not an impersonal force. Uh, electricity, for example, is an impersonal force. It's a force. It's a force of nature, but it's impersonal. It doesn't think. It doesn't choose. It doesn't care about some things or hate other things or fall in love with this. I mean, electricity is just a force. But I believe that God is more than just an impersonal force. He's a, he's a personal being. He wills. He thinks. He acts. He does. He chooses. And because of that, I believe that he uh, can interact with us. And so... Christianity is not something that we can just, maybe with our mental faculties, understand or make an, a, an assent to. That we agree with the facts and therefore we, we, are, we are a Christian. Christianity is more than that. It is something I believe that can be experienced. All right, so now you're thinking, what kind of hocus pocus are you talking? I thought this was a thinking man's show. Well, it is. Just because we experience something doesn't make it invalid. I mean, that's a way that we can know something is to experience it. And I believe that Christianity can be experienced. You see, God can be understood by and through faith. And faith is a personal matter. And therefore, by placing our, our faith in him, we can experience God, I believe. Now, someone might say, you know what, though, I'm not going to place my faith in a God that I don't know. Well, why would I trust God with my life if I don't know him? I mean, maybe he's not trustworthy. And I totally get that. That, that would be a reasonable thing to say. If you don't know God, how can you trust him? You know, I, sort of an example that I have uh, used in the past when I'm talking about this subject to people. Let's say that your spouse calls you up. You're on your way from uh, work, and your spouse calls you to say, listen, hey, I, let's go out and have a, a dinner date tonight. We're going to go to the dinner and go, di go out for dinner and then see a movie, something like that. So you say, great, I'll pick you up as I get home. We'll need some babysitters for the kids. And your spouse says, I got that covered. We'll, we'll take care of that. So you pull up. Your spouse comes out, crawls in the vehicle with you. He's got the kids, buckle them into the car seats, you take off, and you say, okay, where are the kids going? And your spouse says, you know what? I was on Craigslist. I found somebody who, who advertised babysitting services. They're across town. We're going over there. We're going to drop them off. Now, that's about the time you hit the brakes because you say, no way. I'm not dropping my kids off at a babysitter that you met on Craigslist. That's stupid. That's foolish. I'm not going to trust my kids with somebody I don't know. And to me, that makes perfect sense. Who would do that? And in the same way, how could you trust God? How could you put your faith, your personal faith, in somebody that you don't know? I mean, I 
to me, that makes total sense. I, I understand that objection. Now, therefore, I would suggest, and I'm going to kind of leave this podcast with a bit of a challenge. I would challenge you to invite God to make himself known. I mean, how bad can that be? If, if this God does really exist, if he is personal, just as I said, or I've, I've, as I've claimed, if he is personal, he, if he is out there, what harm could it be to say, God, if you really are who you say you are, and I don't know you yet, could you introduce yourself to me? I think that'd be a reasonable thing to say. Uh, and, and if God doesn't introduce himself to you in some way, if he doesn't make himself known, if he doesn't show up, then I would suggest you ignore this whole conversation. Well, why should you? Why should you pursue any kind of relationship with someone who doesn't care to be in it? That would be foolish. And so I would re- recommend just, just considering it. Why not invite God to make himself known to you? You see, I say that because I believe that he's a personal God. And I believe that he can and will make himself known to you. Now, he he has made himself known to me, I believe. In what way? I I admit it's a subjective way. But I I can say, for example, I have found peace. Uh, Even in the midst of very trying circumstances, even in the midst of some really hard tests, I've found the peace of God. And therefore, I know I know because I've experienced, I have know this God and I know that he's there. And I believe that you can experience God as well. Now, how you would experience him, I have no idea. Because he's a personal being, because he can make his own choices, because he can do things his own way, he may elect to do something completely different in your life as he would in mine. But this is not something you would understand until you experience it. So the challenge is for you, if you've listened to the evidence that I presented in my first podcast for the resurrection of Jesus, and you're thinking, well, there may be some legitimacy to it, that you might consider this second challenge or the second podcast and the challenge found in it, and that is to invite God to make himself known to you. But I have to tell you, there's a certain, oh, let's say risk involved that you need to be aware of going into this. All right, what do I mean by risk? Well, let's say God does make himself known to you in his way, that he does kind of show up in your life somehow or another. Now that you have that information, what are you going to do with it? What if the creator God of this universe, the one who breathed life into you, does make himself known to you in a certain way? What are you going to do with that information? You know, when I teach Bible studies at the jail, I get a lot of guys who really have no church experience. They have no exposure to Christianity or the Bible and things like that. And I often tell them, this is the most dangerous hour of the week coming to my Bible studies. Not dangerous in terms that I'm going to club them or anything like that, but dangerous in terms of now they're being exposed to information that they didn't have before, and they might held, be held accountable for that. And so the risks, risk of this challenge that I've laid out for you is that 
if God does show up in your life, if he does take you up on your invitation, what are you going to do with that? And I would suggest you think about that a little bit before you make the challenge. And so we have this second reason why I'm a Christian. You see, I've challenged God, and he has shown up. I've experienced him personally, and that's my second reason why I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Because the evidence supports that conclusion that he arose from the dead, I believe, and that I've known him personally, that I know who God is because he's shown up in my life. And that brings our second podcast to a close. Something to think about. Something just to ponder over. Something Something to consider. The next podcast, I want to talk about a real interesting evidence in our world that I think points to the existence of God. It's just something that, to me, is fascinating, and I hope you find it as fascinating yourself. So, hope to see you back the next time. Please subscribe to this uh, podcast. Check out my website. Feel free to leave any kind of comments uh, on the podcast themselves. Uh, I would love to see some interaction from those who are listening and know that somebody's out there. So until the next time, this is Dane Kramer from thethinkingchristian.us.